Well, I guess I should have checked to see if we were getting audio levels. Check one, two, check, check. Check, check, to check, check, to check, check, check. Check, 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 well, okay, were you just doing Mario? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm going to keep that. Oh. Um, you're going to eat during this? <laughs> I guess. I don't want to keep you waiting anymore. Is, well, it's fine. I mean, I'm here. We have an hour and a half until Game of Thrones starts. <laughs> fair enough. All so, right. how about you hit the space bar, put the titles in, and then we'll just start in. <laughs> this is very anticlimactic. <laughs> Sorry, I just finished up PopCon, and I'm tired, and I want to eat. <laughs> Someone's tired. Yeah. Welcome to Kind of Epic Show. I'm David. You welcome to Kind of Epic Show. Long time to see. Um, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. It's been it's been a little while. Well, yeah, we got our, our schedules got screwed up the week of Memorial Day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So because of that, uh, we're gonna do our X Men review. It's a bit late. Yeah, but... <laughs> and, and I feel like it's been a long time since it's just been me and you again. I mean, we True. were on a run there where it was... Multiple, multiple people. people. Yeah, now it's just the two of us. It's just the two of us. Even though Andrew told me he was available too, and I just forgot to tell him what time. Way to go, David. Eh, oh well. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it goes. I, I didn't want to hear him complain about the Pacers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that happened last night. If you want to figure out when we're listening, when we're recording, this. yeah, when we're, no, that happened Friday. That happened two days ago. No, I thought that happened. I no, guess, game yeah. seven would have been today mm. if we would have played <laughs> and had a game seven. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, X Men, um, X Men, Days of Future Past came out two weeks ago. Yes, those are good. <laughs> uh, I actually have a list of things, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I've got a couple things here. I came prepared to this episode here, David. You have a list of things? I've got a list of things that... Are they good things or bad things? Bad things. Bad. Not necessarily about this movie, but about the X-Men movies. Oh. Well, yeah, that's bound to happen. I know, but I just, <laughs> I just wanted to share this list and share your thoughts. Oh, I see. On said list. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's just start with it. Yeah. Um... I didn't have any problems with it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Not, not really. I didn't really have any problems with it. Nothing nothing major. Yeah, I thought it was really, really well done. And I think, like, I don't know, I just watched Captain America 2 last night, so I'm not entirely sure if I agree with the sentiment now. But when I got out of X-Men, I sort of thought to myself, yeah, it may have been the best written movie of the year. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's, like, the best one, but... I want to say it's like the best written one. Like uh, there are a lot of nice touches in there. Like uh, um, the the uh, you know the bookending monologues. One the first ones by Patrick Stewart, and he starts off by saying the future, and he goes into 
you know, talking about how shitty stuff is and yeah. then questioning whether you can go back into the past and change things. And then, uh, um, are you hearing something weird? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Damn it. What was that? Uh, SD card reader. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, I'll need that later. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it started off with that, and then at the end, James McAvoy like takes over monologue duties. Yeah, and, official and, passing of the torch. Yeah, and it starts off with him saying the past. Yeah, and it was I don't know, it was a nice like bookending touch, yeah. and I, I, I really love the ending, like because you totally think it's setting up for Wolverine, like getting his adamantium like st- stuck on his bones, but yeah. then you see Stryker's eyes change into Mystique's, and it's sort of it, it, it visually impresses upon you what. Xavier is saying at, at that moment, or the future is whatever you want it or need it to be, or yeah. something like that. It, it, the future is not set in stone. And mm-hmm. It was a nice, you know, because we all thought, you know, Wolverine, he's yeah. going to go through that, but then all of a sudden, no. Well, he still might. Maybe. We don't know that. <laughs> he might, he still might. <laughs> but yeah. Hell, who knows? Maybe all of Wolverine Origins is Striker, as well, Mystique is Striker. Well, it's not in the same. Actor. I mean, Origins yeah, I know. doesn't work at all anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Especially Which since Gambit thing. and Gambit was one of the better parts of that movie. Oh, yeah, and he got. And he's recast. Got, uh, you know, that guy's box office poison. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. He's and a I good like actor. Guy. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I like him. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked it. I think it's the best X Men movie. I really do. I don't think I. I feel I like First Class better. It feels if it actually it had a bit more personality to it. Mm. That I, don't know, I kind of enjoyed more. It was a little lighter to a certain degree. Yeah, and it, I don't know. It felt like its own thing. Yeah, and you know the 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 the, the meshing of you know the two casts. I mean, this movie does work as a sequel to First Class. Yeah. But I feel as if a lot of its emotional resonance comes from knowing the original cast. And I agree. Like seeing, you know, some of the future members die during the, mm-hmm. you know, climax at the end and so forth. Well, well, I, I think that's why it's really a good bookend. I, I kind of wish it would be the last X-Men film, but, I mean, we all know it's not. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a credits two, scene. <laughs> yeah, and, and two more of, are in pre-production, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been nice, you know? I think it would have been a nice spot to end. Yeah. But, I don't know, I'm curious to see where they go, though, because... Well, we know it's Apocalypse. Yeah. Even though I had to explain to Carrie who the hell Apocalypse was well, after the movie. Surprising. Not okay. really. She yeah. doesn't really. <laughs> uh, well. um, I mean, she knew Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were, but... You know, yeah. uh, they have said it will uh, it will follow the first class yes. actors. Yes. Plus Wolverine. And plus Gambit. Wolverine? Yeah. Uh, mm, Hugh, Jackman, Hugh Jackman already said... Well, I thought he was just—I thought he kind of just wanted to do one more Wolverine movie. No, he, he completely took that back oh, okay. after after he watched First Class or uh, Days of Future Past. He was like, he his excitement for the character just hmm. exploded again, which is good. That's a good thing. And it would kind of interesting to see him come back because he's not the Wolverine they got to know in yeah. Days of Future Past because his 
yeah. mind went back to the future. So now it's past Wolverine wondering, what the fuck have I been doing for the last week? <laughs> right? <laughs> A football stadium fell around the White House? And I was there? <laughs> you, you were... You're on acid. <laughs> very, very strong acid. <laughs> James McAvoy is so fucking good in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, uh, I, I love when he, uh, Wolverine shows up at his place and he's, you know, sort of drunk, walking around. It's like, piss off. And yeah. I, 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 oh, I love that. Off. Yeah, they, I love they, that they brought that back. <laughs> I was like, they have to. <laughs> yeah, they really, yeah, they had to. Um, but, you know, my hopes for the next one is since he already knows to go find Gene Scott and I hope they're in it. I hope it's him like Well, they're skipping ahead a decade. Yeah. Like they're doing that again. Like, so they could. They yeah. could be. And I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, that, think, that would be the coolest well, way to go. Like the, it's the first class of X Men. Yeah. And say he <laughs> even gets like a like a super young Bobby or, or something like that. I think that'd be neat doesn't quite work but yeah i don't think they did that i, I don't know i think it'd be just kind of it'd be kind of neat to see like the first class of x-men mm-hmm. together yeah that'd be fun <laughs> but at least get a young scott young gene like the new x-men <laughs> i think that'd be fun i think that'd be a fun yeah i find it interesting like uh, the 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 screenwriter keeps on referring to this one or the upcoming one apocalypse as sort of like a roland emmerich type film where hmm. it's supposed to be very disaster based. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Apparently Apocalypse, I'm assuming, is going to do some much bigger shit than Magneto and his bridge pulling and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. You mean his uh his uh set building. <laughs> his set piece building. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make a place for us to have this fight and it'll be a nice set piece. Mm-hmm. He's done it in multiple movies. <laughs> it's a bit old. <laughs> I'm going to pull the Golden State Bridge over here and put it here and make a nice little set piece. <laughs> that isn't really used that well because I mean, yeah, the last action scene and last stand's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. A lot of wires. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just like a bunch of random mutants hopping up in the air and stuff. Yeah, it really was. Like, why are, why are, why are they hopping? <laughs> why, why is he hopping? Do they all have the same power? They just hop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. But, yeah. I don't uh, hate X3. Well, yeah, I don't. I think X1 actually is a worse movie at this point. Actually, I, I, just, watch, I just watched the first three because Marissa had never seen them mm-hmm. after seeing... I, she loved first class, and I took her to see Days of Future Past, and then she was like, "Yeah, I've never, I've never seen the originals." I was like, "Well, we gotta fix that." <laughs> she liked oh. all three of them. I don't know. The first one, it doesn't. It really didn't age well. Like I, I feel, the effects didn't. I'll give it that. And but. I don't even think it was like filmed well. Like mm-hmm. there's like during physical fight scenes. You're just sort of like, why are you editing it like this? Why is the camera over here? It was just mm-hmm. there's a lot of weird, odd choices that really made it obvious that singer hadn't really directed an action movie before yeah so i don't know yeah I, it's that's not a movie i would honestly watch again at this point yeah. i mean the actors wait, in it wait are, another 15 years <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the actors in it are, are, are you know they're fine they're yeah. e- easily the best part of the movie but they're, they're, they don't yeah i'm not gonna watch that one <laughs> x2 is so yeah, fucking great yeah i agree I agree. Yeah, that one that one still really holds up well. 
And X3, X3 has issues. Yeah. It's not as bad as what everybody blames it to be. Yeah, I mean, the the, the biggest thing that stands out to me about X3 is the angel portion of it. Like, they, they could have definitely put more scenes in there with him. Or left it out. Yeah, they could have just left it out entirely. But, yeah, so that was... I, I like the idea of him sort of being the focus of... Because I like humanizing the idea of, you know, somebody wanting to make a cure mm-hmm. and having, you know, Worthington Industries and Angel being a part of that makes sense. Yeah. So I, it's not like I would take that away. Especially, like, the scene where he breaks out and flies through the window and stuff. That's a really good scene. Oh, I agree. So I I, I would just add more to keep that in there mm. instead of... Well, I think that's the problem with a lot of the X-Men movies. They have too big of a cast. Mm-hmm. And you don't get the time you need with every cast member. Well, that's the good thing about X2, is that it does manage to balance everything. Yeah. I think the only one that gets fucked over is Cyclops. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he really does, because he gets taken by, uh, well, Striker. Striker and brainwashed. brainwashed by his son, which, nice reference in Days of Future Past to him, yeah. which I, I, I liked. I was like, yeah, nice touch. I think the guy that had played Striker was a bit too young, though, especially considering his son was already supposed to be 10. He just mm. looked kind of young. Mm. And no complaints. Yeah. But yeah, X2, like, everybody got their own little yeah. set piece yeah. to, to show their powers, and it was an incredibly well-balanced film. Yeah. I, th- I think Bobby was really highlighted in Rogue, and mm-hmm. it was nice. Yeah. Which is kind of my one complaint with Days of Future Past. We didn't... None of the characters in the future did, had a had any. I mean, they had a reason to be there, mm-hmm. but we didn't get to know them at all. Yeah, which I don't know, I sort of understand. It's not really meant to be their movie. Yeah, I, I mean, they're really just there to show, like you know, Sunspot. Yeah, the only reason he's in there is to help visually explain the Human Torch. Well, <laughs> well, no. It's like the, the, the future Sentinels—they copy mutant powers, powers yeah. and adapt to fighting. You know, I, I liked how they used powers of mutants that we didn't see, like the diamond skin. Well, yeah, like like Emma Frost, mm-hmm. which we saw that Trask had mm. did an mm. autopsy on. I think that's yeah. neat. Yeah, I think that's a neat little best power in it was fucking blink. Oh yeah! Oh, I I would watch an entire movie with that. I I, I hope we get to see an X Force movie like they had talked about, mm-hmm. and it's them. Well, you, you should play Portal. Oh, because I mean the way she was dicking around yeah. with portals, it's yeah. I, I mean, it, I, I Brian it. Singer was playing Portal too. It was like I could put this in a movie. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> like I would I would want to see them. I would want them to toughen up Warpath a little bit because he sounded like a child. But he just sounded like a kid. <laughs> his that name's was... Boo Boo. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, his name's Boo Boo. The actor's name is Boo Boo something. Hey, Boo Boo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the thing about the uh, the future mutants though is like they, they I, I I thought this was genius on Singer's part is that he allows the audience to pick up on how the Sentinels work instead yeah. of explaining it. Yeah, yeah. He shows it yeah. in, in a great fucking action sequence at the beginning there. Yeah. That was a little discouraging, like seeing everybody die, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like how Bobby had a beard, just because in the comics we've seen way, way future Bobby. Yeah, and wizard Bobby. <laughs> wizard Bobby. <laughs> but I think that's neat. We know what We know what's going to happen. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Bishop a bit more. 
Yeah. Um, Especially with one involving time travel. Well, I thought it was a nice touch that he was the one that was being primarily used as the time travel guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Um, Yeah, it's kind of funny trying to, like, what was it? I know somebody was talking about Kitty Pride's new powers. Yes, and time traveling ability. Yes. And you're just kind of like, just go with it. Because I think what happened in the comics is that her and Wolverine were getting fried by a sentinel. Yeah. And she was, like, phased at the same time, and somehow that... And that's what sent him? That's what sent her mind back to her okay. kid's body. Gotcha. I think that's what happened. Yeah. But, so, I mean, it's fine, from my point of view, because yeah. it's just sort of like, it's it's a time-traveling device. You just go with it. <laughs> I almost feel like it would have been easier for Xavier, who's approaching 100 years old in that timeline... <laughs> For him to do it. What, to be... No, like, to... The guy doing it? The guy doing it. Well... But... All right. Yeah. I'll take it. It's, it is what it yeah. is. <laughs> you know, I would have liked to have seen in uh, the future portion uh, Cable, since Scott and Gene are both back. Mm. I think that would have been nice to have a, a little Cable running around. <laughs> Like a robot arm? <laughs> well, no, but they could have they could have mentioned, you know, been like, I don't know. I think that would have been a nice little like, oh, mm. all right, nicely done. <laughs> Rachel's their their kid too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been nice. <laughs> the whole Summers family. Um, let's see. I thought, I, I really liked what they did in Magneto in a sense that. Days of Future Past is definitely Xavier's movie, mm-hmm. and First Class is Magneto's. Yeah. Because Magneto actually gets to go through the arc in that one. This one is Xavier's arc. Yeah. So, like, Magneto, he doesn't change in this one. They almost sort of expect him to, but he's still... He's still a dick? Yeah, and he's still... I don't, the, quite, I don't quite understand his motivations for what he did in this movie. Well, it's... I don't get why he thought, okay, if I just kill Mystique, they can't get her dead body. Well, he was probably thinking he could get rid of it. (laughs) That's stupid logic. (laughs) Especially with a bullet. Not really. I mean, especially, like, uh, the way Trask was talking later on anyways, he he did need the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, true. I'm going to put this beer in with my ice beer. (laughs) But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it was, you know, it was extreme. That's what he sort of is. Yeah. Like, he, he, his actions are always sort of on that well, and <laughs> opposite then, end of the spectrum. From way off the end of the spectrum because he then was like, well, they already got her blood. Now I'm just going to scare the shit out of them so they don't do it. Doesn't make sense to me. Why not? She, he showed how useless... That's what he was doing. He was showing how useless a Sentinel program was against somebody like him, against oh. his people, because he took over the Sentinels. He took over something that was supposed to be... You know, They specifically didn't make magnetic. Yeah. And he said, fuck you, these are mine. <laughs> now, one question I do have, considering the Sentinels clearly started being built in 73 mm-hmm. and to the apocalypse moment well, end of the world as we know it moment in in days of future past in the future mm-hmm. where were they oh during the uh, during the, original... the, during oh, the other well, five x-men kind of, movies well it's kind of easy to explain in the sense that 
Trask had the prototypes built, but he died in the original timeline before he could actually show them to the government. True. Well, no, because they said that's what motivated them into doing it. Well... They say that in Days of Future Past, that his death is what motivated the Sentinel program. To a certain degree, and also having Mystique's body yeah. help things move along. But where were they in the first five, in the other five movies? Well, it's not like they had like an entire fleet of them or anything. It just, I don't know. Well, to get to the point where they were in the future stuff, mm-hmm. I would have liked, okay, we had, we know they existed because of the danger room, but. They were never called Sentinels. You no. can't count that. Yeah. <laughs> And one other complaint, Wolverine mentions that Xavier fixed his mind in Days of Future Past, okay. which explains why he remembered the World War II stuff in the Wolverine. Why didn't they show that? That seems like a big moment for the character that should have been in a movie. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it seems like something that should have been shown. I'm going to shrug at you because I don't really think it was necessary. <laughs> but no, you were bitching about that in the Wolverine. You were bitching about that exact same thing. Oh, how does he know what happened in World War II? Mm. <laughs> so clearly it bugged you then. Well, I don't know. In the context of this picture, I didn't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's a big moment for the character that they should have shown at some point. Even if it was like a flashback in the Wolverine, you know, like, all right, at least let us know a movie earlier when you're having flashbacks. Mm. I don't know. But I guess this brings me on to my list that I had here. Uh, Oh, before we move on to that. Okay. Quicksilver? Yes. Was fucking great. Was great. Yeah. It was. Joss has a lot of work to do. Well, I, 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 I'm going to assume that they're going to tone down his powers a bit in that one, like, like Quicksilver. Like, it, it's why they sort of had to leave him, and they gave him the one scene, but they left him behind after yeah. a certain point because yeah. he can essentially solve anything. So he's kind of good for one set piece, but if you actually want some actual drama and what's happening, yeah. you kind of have to ignore his existence to a certain degree because he moves so fast. Yeah. <laughs> And it was awesome. Yes. It was yeah. so well done. No, yeah, that was And it really was cool. hilarious. And <laughs> it was a nice touching moment where him and Magneto kind of share a look at each other. Like, huh. My mom dated a guy who could do stuff with metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sweet. But yeah, and I, I, it was like the the best musical choice in the movie was him putting on the headphones. Yeah. If I could trap time in a bottle. Yeah. And he just ran around. And he just, <laughs> oh, it, it was really really well done <laughs> yeah i agree still hate his costume but well i don't know it kind of makes sense it's not like it's not meant yeah. to be uniform right yeah, yeah i know, I know. <laughs> just what some punk kid would wear in 1973 but yeah I, i'm thinking whedon should probably like kind of do what they did with the kid flash and uh young justice like i don't know uh, apply some needed rules to it yeah like kid flash you know has to build up momentum he kind of gets stopped easily sometimes. It's, I don't know. It's like uh, uh, they couldn't use the f- Kid Flash to solve everything just because he moved really fast. Nice catch. 
Thanks. <laughs> I try. Um, but yeah, Quicksilver is great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish he would have been in it a bit more. He could have been useful. To, oh, I'm gonna go catch Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, they couldn't like. I know. Too bad Wolverine didn't wake up at that moment into his future body because he there's no point. You know. Well, you can't. It would have been an odd place to do it because, I mean, once he wakes up, I mean, they were still showing stuff in the future. Yeah. So if he had woken up, then both timelines would have proceeded where they were. It's not like him waking up would instantly reverted everything back because the job was being done. Well, yeah, but he would have woken up back into the school while we're in the middle of future bullshit happening at the same time. They couldn't have had him wake up at the same time. They, I mean, they could. Well, have... he he would have been at the Sentinel fight and probably could have got disintegrated by a Sentinel. You're like, oh no, Wolverine's dead. I don't know. I don't know. That wouldn't have worked. I guess not. Yeah, the way yeah, they... The, because way, the wake up at the school wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah, the way they you're established right. the right. rules. You're right, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's better for the storytelling, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I'm not sure if I would say it was better in Cap. I'd put them kind of equal. I, I can't really say what what I liked better. Hmm. But, I mean, we gave Cap a solid A, so... Yeah, I would do the same to this yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. And I, the rest of the internet would, too. I would probably, I don't know, like, I probably like Cap's social commentary yeah. aspect of it more. Like, made oh, a little bit more enjoyable. I liked how Nixon was recording everything. <laughs> so that was, that was nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, On to this list movie. now. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, the hell that is. It's it was posted by Crave Online. It's uh, the title of it is the twenty biggest mistakes in the X Men movies. Seven movies and countless plot holes. There's twenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> and the 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 opening image is Wolverine popping his middle claw. Okay, and that's the image they use for the article. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Going down the list. Uh, Wolverine's mind doesn't heal. He had two adamantium bullets lodged in his head that did not heal, which caused him to lose his memories. Why did they send him back in the past in the first place? Because his mind will heal. I... I... This is going to end up being a thing where I'm going to end up saying I don't give a shit, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, they're no prize. Um, Wolverine doesn't have the doesn't have to completely repair his broken mind in Days of Future Past. He only has to survive a purely explained moment of trauma. It's not like his brain's actually being damaged. That's their no prize. Okay. Um, Mystique's powers. Basically... Uh, it's, I don't, I don't care about this one. This one doesn't matter. But how does Mystique's DNA give, she can only copy physical, like physical power, like powers, like Wolverine's claws. She Mm -hmm. can't actually use the other powers unless they're physical. Okay. Um, hold on. Here's their, in Days of Future Past, we learned that Boulevard Trask 
game called. Uh, Boulevard Tress used uh, Mystique's DNA to create the Sentinels that mimic the powers of other mutants. But Mystique does not have the ability to mimic the powers of other mutants unless their powers are purely physical like Wolverine's claws. Anyways, again, they they say it's minor because it to me it's them laying the groundwork. It, it was like the building blocks to get that get to get to that point of mimicking the powers. You know, like it was a good starting off point. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense, right? For the Sentinels, they take her DNA and okay, let's let's change it a little bit to get it to do these other things that we want. Mystique's age. Okay. Because okay, she's clearly close to the same age as Xavier, but in X three when she's depowered, she's thirty five year old Rebecca Romaine. I don't care. <laughs> Why? Why don't these things bug you? Because I don't give a shit. Why don't these things bug you? They bug the hell out of me. Because they made these movies like years apart. Do they not watch them? Do they not watch the previous movies before making the next X-Men movie? I thought we had decided First Class is a reboot more than anything. You decided that. First Class isn't a reboot because it takes place before the time changed. The time changes in 73. You could look at the future scenes in Days of Future Past as just being a future of some kind. (laughs) And it works like that to a certain degree as, you know, it's just a possible future. Let me finish this list. We're only on number four. Uh, Kitty Pride's new powers, which we've already talked about. They just call that super odd that they couldn't at least say that she had a secondary mutation. They could have said that in a line of dialogue. Because nobody cares. (laughs) We cared enough to bring it up. Well, yeah, she had but... had powers. We cared enough. As long as it's explained well in the movie, and it works, and it doesn't... We, you, we're, we're dealing with a movie where, like, there's a bunch of different superpowers happening, yeah. and it's all genetic-based. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of, like, hard science behind a lot. Like, they don't get... It's not like Cap getting super soldier serum, or Tony building ar- uh, armor, or... Like uh, Thor's powers is uh, somewhat coming from a hammer yeah. that's like advanced science. I yeah. mean, this is, I don't know. Um, 16, or number 5, they, I'm going in reverse order. Um, when Professor X met Magneto, Professor X explains he met Magneto when he was 17 in the first X-Men. But in X-Men First Class, they show that they met in 1962 when Xavier was in his mid-20s. Yes, and at the beginning of X3, they go see Gene in the 80s. And well, which we'll get to that. Oh, God. <laughs> what? It bu- David, it bugs a lot of people. What? I like continuity in my movies, bud. All right. I put a lot more blame on something like Marvel's cinematic universe when they're purposely setting out to create a whole universe across a bunch of movies. This is... Uh, the first two were directed by. I mean, that. I don't hold it up to the same standard <laughs> because I, clearly I they don't not. know what they're doing as much what? as Marvel does. Watch the previous X Men movies. They're like, all right, I did. no, 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 <laughs> them, the people making the movies. Just, just do a marathon. Take notes. <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, well, this one, this one, I don't care about. Uh, 
uh, Wolverine is not unique. And X2, William Stryker uh, thought that Wolverine was unique, but he was wrong, revealing that he has given Lady Deathstrike the same adamantium skeleton and claws he once bestowed upon Wolverine. But in X-Men Origins, Wolverine, we are, he already gave those abilities to Deadpool, which makes his statement invalid. Yeah, that one I don't give a shit. I'm going to say now that one doesn't care. I don't care. Because... Just because. So, um, Professor X's age, which I brought up, he would be already 100 years old in the future. Pretty damn close. Let's see. He was a, was a 26 and 62. Yeah. So 73, he would have been 37. Um, so when does... The future actually take place? 2023? 2023, something like that. 50 years. Oh. So 30 plus 50, 80. 87? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess, yeah. I didn't realize it actually gave his age in the first in first class. Yeah, I think it did. Oh, well, that makes Magneto at least 10 years older than him. Okay. At least. So they Magneto, both look really old. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. But that's not actually what this is about. It's This is about, okay, we see McAvoy in, in 73, and then uh, X-Men or, or, uh, Origins Wolverine in 1979. Yeah, he looks like Patrick Stewart. A very pretty Patrick Stewart. You have to accept that, X, I mean... They ignored Wolverine Origins. They show footage from it. So, they ignored it to an extent. They did have flashbacks. Well, yeah, but it's like the standard Wolverine being tortured flashback. Yeah. Um, and I, it's possible that it, Xavier could lose his hair and all that in six years. It's possible, right? Number uh, number eight, the two Sabertooths. Lee Schreiber is better. Lee Schreiber was a lot better. <laughs> and, and I guess it was actually explained in a tie-in comic book. I had no idea. I would kind of be interested in that. What, just did he just go retarded or something and grow a lot of hair? Possibly. I would, I would be interested in finding out what that is. Um, Beast invented the mutant cure. Yeah. That's pretty substantial. That is kind of funny. Um, what, so... What happened there? Why doesn't Beast know that in X3? Did Xavier put a mind block in? Because X3 was made before First Class and David, David, David. David, these are movies that are involving time travel that both timelines matter. Why doesn't Beast know that? Beast was just shocked that someone had to come up with a cure on their own and neglected to mention his own research in order not to make a shaky diplomatic situation even more complicated. (laughs) That's their their no no prize on that one. And then you brought this up, the two Trasks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That made me laugh. But but (laughs) in X3, he's never actually named, first named. Bolivar, but yeah, you're supposed to insinuate. Yeah, right? and even in the commentary, they say it is. Mm-hmm. Never says his first name. So, as a general moviegoer who doesn't listen to uh, audio commentaries or whatnot, yeah. it could just be, oh, well, evidently Peter Dinklage gets it on with the black lady. <laughs> Fair enough. That could be 
be his kid or another family member. Um, Wolverine's amnesia timeline. In X-Men 1 and 2, it's clearly 15 years ago, which would have put it in the 80s. Okay. It is 1979 in X-Men Origins. So it seems like they kind of just wanted to use Three Mile Island as a backdrop and ignore the previous X-Men movies. Okay. Like, for no apparent reason. <laughs> that, that does kind of bug me. A little bit. The whole movie bugs me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, speaking of, uh, well, then Magneto didn't help build Cerebro. Beast had built Cerebro. No, well, yeah, you have to ignore a shit ton of what's established in X1. Yeah. Um, but, no prize. Maybe uh, Magneto helped build the one at the mansion. No, that doesn't make sense. Why? Because in Days of Future Past, the one in the mansion was already built after Magneto had already shot. Well, it, it might have been happening when they were helping, like, training. Well, not when they were training the people, maybe it happened. We never see it built, so. And a lot of time clearly passed when they were training the people in first class. Maybe it was built. I have no idea. I don't know. I feel as if... Xavier got the idea to actually do the school after the events of Cuba. Well, yeah, but he still could have built Cerebro in in the basement. Well, I don't. It was only a couple days. Was it? Yeah, they were only training at the school for a couple days. Yeah, they got Havoc to control his powers in a couple days. It was uh, at the most a week. Oh, because they knew that the because uh, yeah they knew the uh, the Russians were already sending the boats oh, over to Cuba, so there right, was an yeah. established timeline of yeah. they had this amount of time to train. Gotcha. I guess so. I don't know. Um, Wolverine's X-rays in X One don't show the two bullet holes in his head. Oh no! This one, yeah, that one's kind of silly. <laughs> they call it uh, short-sighted, which it kind of is. They didn't know how it's going to be explained. Yeah, yeah. That besides, adamantium bullets is stupid anyway. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Brian Singer's supposed to know that somebody was going to do a stu- make a stupid decision like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't the people in, who did first class or uh, not first class uh, origins like come up with a better idea? Adamantium bullets. God, that movie. One, one of they had just gotten stuck on, like, not pierce the other adamantium. Yeah, it's not like he can cut his bones or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, now, issue with Days of Future Past, Adamant, uh, Wolverine's adamantium claws in the future. No prize, Magneto's a master of metal, so he just put the metal back on its claws. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, he loses the he loses them in the Wolverine, mm-hmm. so yeah, Magneto probably just did that. That's the no prize on that. That makes sense. He's done it before. Yeah. Um, the two Emma Frosts. Yeah, but you know, one's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the Diamond Effect better on uh, the other one. They have a picture of both. I kind of liked the individual diamonds on it, yeah. Emma and. Wolverine. Um, Moira Metagart's age. Well, the fact that she's a... a Barely in X3. Well, yeah, she's an FBI agent in yeah. the, the one movie. And CIA actually, agent, not FBI. CIA? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, she's CIA in one movie and a doctor in the other. 
Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, I mean, it's why when I was watching X-Men Last Stand, I was kind of like, I'm pretty sure Brian Singer and Matthew Vaughn kind of went out of their way to say, fuck you, X-3. <laughs> <laughs> um, Magneto's helmet is a half century old. In the original X-Men movie, Professor Xavier doesn't know how Magneto is blocking its telepathic powers, <laughs> but the helmet that protects Magneto's mind was first introduced in 1962, and Professor Xavier knew all about it in the future past. <laughs> their, their severity on this is fucking lame. <laughs> that one's pretty bad. That one's pretty funny. It's funny. I mean, once again, it's because one movie was written back in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that one's pretty funny. <laughs> and now, this one I actually talked about, uh, Wolverine remembers World War II, which they actually did say in a movie, and this one, that mm-hmm. Xavier restored his mind. Which, I mean, you can take that with a grain of salt, whatever. Um, Cyclops' age. Cyclops would be about 50 years old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, uh, yep. Yeah. Well... I don't know, that kind of makes sense, though. He was a teenager in 1979. So if he had 20 years, he would have been 37 or something in the first X-Men movie. Yeah, which, he he doesn't look 37. Hmm. Uh, Which then would put him at 20 years older in Days of Future Past. If he was alive. If he was alive. Oh, I guess at the end. Yeah, he is alive at the end of Days of Future Past. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. And even they they don't even have a no prize. They're like, we got nothing. <laughs> we can't explain this one. Um and then Professor X's body. Uh, they don't ever explain explain <laughs> yeah. that, how he got his body back. I mean they do. Well yeah, because at the beginning of the movie of X three, he's doing that lesson about whether it's morally right to use somebody in a coma for some reason. Like, you know, mentally mess with somebody in a coma yeah. so somebody else, uh, um, yeah, what was it? Like a brain-dead person versus somebody in a coma. Yeah. Like transplanting brains. So they established that in the beginning of the movie. So when he does wake up in somebody else's body. He then somehow makes himself look like Charles Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a mind thing. Maybe he's... Just uh, projecting, uh, projecting it, <laughs> but then why he doesn't he walk? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was actually the end of the list. Some of them are pretty funny, and then some of them, the helmet thing is really funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> why? Xavier's just developing Alzheimer's. <laughs> Here's a helmet, I think. Helmet, helmet, helmet. It doesn't work for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was watching. I, I posted on my Facebook. I don't know if you saw uh, Patrick Stewart on the Colbert Report. No. Uh, he was he was great, and they showed a clip when he's like, "We've got to send you back to 1973, and when you get there, you need to go to my house." I guess they, which was is a terrible line <laughs> to be honest. That's a terrible, terrible bit of dialogue there. And I guess they, uh, he did a couple other takes. Like, the first time, he was like, you have to go back to my house. I left the gas on. <laughs> he just kept doing funny lines. And I guess the entire cast and crew was just cracking, like, laughing their ass off. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I guess that wraps it up for X-Men. Yeah. 
I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, so did I. Uh, my only complaint, just watch the previous movies, guys. <laughs> it doesn't take that long. It's a, literally maybe a day of research. <laughs> take See, notes. At this point... It, it doesn't matter. At this point, it doesn't matter because they've erased everything. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if they started, like, uh, if they contradicted something in first class in the next movie, yeah. that would be weird. Okay. If they've clearly established this as a throw storyline. Yeah. It's being done by the same people. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of time traveling stuff, uh, earlier, well, I guess it was at this point last week, yeah, David and I went and saw Back to the Future in theaters, which was a blast. Yeah, it was is. a blast. It's a really good movie. It really is. Yeah. And you were saying that stories were simpler back then. Yeah, it, like big, like summer spectacles were. You know, the end of the movie was uh, watching a DeLorean race down the road with a hook on it. I'm <laughs> watching Christopher Lloyd try and plug shit together. <laughs> that was the climax of the movie. <laughs> but it still worked, though, because you were so emotionally invested in what was happening. It didn't need a whole lot yeah. to 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 hook you, to, uh, to get you to give a shit. Um, it's kind of funny, because that movie, like to a certain degree, it's about time travel. Yeah. But it's more like the time travel is a, a, a plot device to get Marty back in time to meet his parents and try and fix his parents. Yeah. That's really what the movie is more about than anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I will say my only complaint is the future, well, the 85 makeup mm-hmm. wasn't the best on the oh, big yeah. screen. Yeah, It did not look that great on the mm-hmm. big screen. Everybody had the same, like, wrinkly oh, patch of neck. Yeah. It looks like a big fat thing. Yeah, dangling. <laughs> and it was real wrinkly. I was like, yeah, that kind of looks bad on the big screen. A little bit. <laughs> Considering none of them used any aging effects for the the fifties, fifties stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's such a great movie. Yeah, and even like uh, the other like mid movie action scene was Marty riding around on a wooden uh, skateboard, being chased around town square. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kept really small, uh-huh. <laughs> probably because it had to. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Sometimes. You know, it it's funny to think about the 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 uh, how good movies were, and they didn't need a whole shit ton of effects, yeah, to make them good. You know, I I feel like they kind of they must live in Detroit because of how shitty it looks so in '85. No, I think it's California. Oh, is it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, it is because it's, the license plate says California. Mm. But um. 85 looked like shit. Yep. And it had the, the, the porno theater. And yeah, I was like, wow, that, that town went to that town went to hell. All-American orgy. Yeah. <laughs> that town went to hell. Which, actually, I feel like they do such a great job of showing the uh, the contrast between mm-hmm. the two. And I, I think it had to be kind of over-exaggerated to be able to tell the difference, really. No. So... And then they do the same again in Back to the Future 2, where they just make it fucking crazy. In the future, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And there was some uh, this, oh, amazing bit of acting by Michael J. Fox. I think my favorite movie, well, my favorite moment of the movie is um, when he's in the car with his mom. Yeah. And she says, you're acting like my mother. <laughs> and the look on his face is just like... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it was just fantastic. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, so that one, that movie definitely definitely holds up. Oh, it really does. It really does. I, I'm a fan of all three. I really am. I think they're fun. I I, I would go see a trilogy in theaters. Mm-hmm. 
I, some portions of the sequel I find questionable, yeah. like the whole your chicken thing yeah. that, that you know in, that's introduced for Marty. Yeah. It was never ever brought up in the first one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's like, oh crap, we need to introduce a flaw into our main character. <laughs> <laughs> Call him chicken? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised uh, they haven't gone back and added that in. You know, <laughs> oh, pulled like Lucas, yeah. and <laughs> Lucas or Spielberg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It is produced by Spielberg. I know, exactly. <laughs> Let's go take out everybody's gun in E.T. and put in walkie-talkies. <laughs> or flashlights. Or flashlights, yeah. Yeah, Back to the Future, ton of, tons of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like that they show... Uh, actually, it was, it's kind of funny that we uh, went and saw it because it was actually... Andrew had asked me after we had saw it if we wanted if I wanted to go see it this weekend at Garfield Park because there was another movie in the park. Oh, and I was just like, I just watched it. <laughs> wow, I was like, that's kind of funny. Hmm. I had just watched it though. <laughs> um, let's move on to some bad news that popped up the uh, Friday right before Memorial Day weekend, um. right before an extended holiday weekend in which you always drop bad news late in the afternoon <laughs> right <laughs> but uh yeah edgar wright has uh decided to not do ant-man with marvel oh yeah oh over uh, creative differences which worries me yeah apparently what seems to have happened is marvel had requested some changes to the script Edgar and his writing partner did the, the changes, and then Marvel had uh, like another screenwriting team do another. A low tier, like a staff writer. But yeah, they they had them do a, a draft, and Wright wasn't happy with the results. Yeah, which is terrible because he's been working on the movie since like what 2006. Yeah, 2005, 2006, and even like back in October. Kevin Feige even said we wouldn't be doing the movie without Edgar's vision. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they like his vision uh, three weeks before they're supposed to start shooting the damn thing? Yeah, I don't really understand what the hell is happening, what the decision-making process is. Like, there's a part of me that was thinking maybe it has something to do with Guardians in the sense that Guardians is sort of Marvel's first big gamble since Iron Man. Yeah. And maybe there are some people who are getting afraid of what may happen, yeah. and that maybe Ant Man was put up to the uh, up to pl- up to bat too soon afterwards. Yeah. Like they, they should have waited until they saw how well Guardians was received, yeah, and then done an Ant Man movie, yeah. So yeah, it, it being like the first Marvel movie after the Avengers may have not been the best idea. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of lame that they're going to change stuff just because they're they're not sure how a movie's going to do. You know, that that bothers me. Because who knows? Guardians might turn out to be a huge fucking hit. Mm-hmm. Why mess with the the program, you know? Like, why change things? Especially since it's supposed to start production in just a couple weeks. Yeah. It was supposed to, I think, like, next weekend or something like that was when it was supposed to. Yeah, now they, I mean, at this point, I mean, a director comes on, they're not going to really, they're going to be a work for hire. They're not going to actually be doing anything except yeah. following whatever's been already established. Yeah, everything's set. They were almost done with pre-production. Like, 
they were just counting the days until they started shooting. Hell, they probably already started like special effects shots or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get what happened there. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta give Edgar credit for it, though. You know, he. That's ballsy. Yeah, instead of taking it up the ass, he said, mm, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, I mean, he, Edgar's such an independent filmmaker working for a studio, but when he signed on to do it, he was working for an independent studio. Yeah, he he was working with the little guy mm-hmm. that became the giant. It literally became the giant, the biggest <laughs> corporation you could possibly be working for. <laughs> so I. I, I got to give him credit for sticking to his guns, you know? Like, he was mm-hmm. like, no, this isn't the movie I want to do. Um, I wonder what the hell the changes are exactly, that, I know. That's what we're, that's what worries me the most. Because some of the directors that were are in line to take over, mm-hmm. I think they could do a good job. But I'm worried. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's interesting to look at the directors and see that Marvel's still going to make, or, or, or they want to make this into a comedy more than anything, yeah. like you know, a superhero comedy of some kind. Yeah, which you know works. Yeah, and, I think that's I, been one of the best things about the Marvel movies. They mm-hmm. all have humor. Mm-hmm. Well, this one is like it probably would have been its you know, sort of like subgenre, and like yeah. you know, Thor's fantasy superhero. Yeah, Cap is, is espionage superhero. Yeah, this, this would have been comedy. Yeah. Comedy superhero. <laughs> like, yeah, the guy who dicks around to ants. I mean. Yeah, I, I feel like that would have been perfect for Edgar because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he does. He does comedy genre films. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Shaun and of the Dead. Does, yeah, and he does them in a visually interesting way. Yeah. Like, there's nobody that really makes movies like Edgar Wright. No, not at all. I mean, Shaun of the Dead was a horror comedy. Hot Fuzz, an action comedy. Mm-hmm. And then sci-fi comedy with at, at uh, World's, World's, End. World's End. And even Scott Pilgrim is a unique piece of work. Mm-hmm. Completely different than anything else you watch. Which I think is why a lot of people don't like the movie of an older generation. My parents hated it. You know, it was, <laughs> it's a unique piece of work. It's different. It's, mm-hmm. it's ballsy. <laughs> Um, what I do have to say is really ballsy is, uh, like Joss Whedon and, uh, Game uh, Guns. Yeah. Their, yeah. their stance on it. Mm-hmm. Cause they both clearly highly respect Edgar for his decision. Yeah. Especially like Joss Whedon's cause you're kind of like, he's, well, I guess he sort of just has the freedom to kind of do whatever the fuck he wants at this point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he he put up a Twitter pic of uh, holding up a Cornetto ice cream. Yeah, which was an homage to the photo that Edgar had posted. Edgar put his up afterwards. Oh, uh, did he? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other way. No. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Edgar had put up a, a picture of, who was it, uh, Buster Keaton? Yeah, Buster Keaton holding a Cornetto. Yeah, and uh, you know, Buster Keaton's history is that he was uh, um, like back was the thirties or yeah. something like that a yeah. while ago. He, he he got screwed over by the studio system. Yeah, he he put out a lot of good, you know, f- independent films, and he signed a contract with Universal. And he said that it was the biggest mistake that he's ever made in his life. Yeah. So, and yeah, the kind of interesting to see Edgar, you know, pull that in as a parallel. To say I didn't want to do this, yeah, essentially, yeah, that's it's really sad, yeah. But I I loved what James Gunn had to say. I thought that was mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, 
And it, it, and that's another odd thing because it seems as if Guardians of the Galaxy they they allowed James Gunn to, to make his movie. Yeah, because yeah. James Gunn's such an odd choice for a director as well. Uh-huh. I think he he's not quite as unique as Edgar, but he's he's highly independent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've ever watched any of his films, they're out there. <laughs> they're weird pieces of work. Like it's almost like going from like. Peter Jackson with Dead Alive to Lord of the Rings, you're just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you gave that man the job to direct that? <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like, James Gunn is out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love Slither, but that's a weird, that's an awesome, weird sci-fi movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's not bit like high budget, but it's, it's like one grade over a B movie. It's like a B plus movie. When you're talking about bad cheesy sci-fi, <laughs> mm. so yeah, it's just the the situation is very odd. Like uh, the uh, um, who were the three directors? Adam McKay, which I'd be all right with. He's worked with Paul Rudd. I really like both the Anchorman films. I think he would do a good job. Mm. His style of directing seems as if it would be counterproductive to what Marvel was trying to do, though. Yeah. Especially considering how improv heavy. The work on his movies are I, to I the mean, extent where you can div- put out a whole cut of completely brand. different material. <laughs> Every line is delivered differently. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And hell, even the first Anchorman had the lost movie. Like, <laughs> there's so much that they shoot that they could have enough to make this whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, what's his name? Ruben. Flycard? Flycard? Uh, I'm, I'm not, not sure how to pronounce it. But the, uh, the guy did Zombieland. And out of the Gangster Squad. Yeah, out of the trio of directors that were put out, he was the one I uh, was sort of rooting for yeah. the most. I like Gangster Squad. I honestly don't know why I get such bad reviews. I don't. I have no idea on that. And Zombieland's just fucking great. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I think he would be able to balance the seriousness and comedy pretty well. Mm. Who was the other one? I don't remember. Shit. That should explain it right there. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who the other one was. Hmm. Well, anyway, so yeah, that's that'll be interesting to see how people react. Like, normally, Feige's welcomed into Comic Con like a god. Yeah, let's see if in a month they'll get booed. <laughs> well, and then he better knock it out of the park. Yeah, I have some sort of Ant Man footage with them that justifies the decision somehow yeah even though they'll probably if they're smart they'll just ignore, ignore it, it. And, and just focus on hey we got an avengers movie coming on yeah. <laughs> well, let's see this trailer <laughs> shall we and it, it actually should be right before guardians too yeah so maybe we'll just do guardians of avengers and just kind of ignore it and announce play. announce wave three <laughs> be like here's what we're doing next Ant-Man and uh, well, Cap, what, what Cap's if, next after Ant-Man. After Ant-Man. What yeah. if they just dropped Ant-Man? What if they just dropped it? I don't know. That could be... They too high profile? Because I, I was also thinking about that, too. Like, maybe the reason they're not dropping it is that they don't have another movie prepared soon enough to take up that release date. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Unless they wanted to push something to November of that year. Yeah. But, well, Well, they better knock it out of the park at Comic Con. That's all I gotta say. Get somebody, get somebody that drag Tom Hiddleston out on stage again. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. 
<laughs> they have to do something. <laughs> yeah. So where are we at? Uh, we are at an hour. Mm. Okay. Do you want to talk about Mad Men? I feel like we could spend a whole episode talking about Mad Men. Yeah. Well, uh, we can't talk about the other one. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's Sony and Hulu are in talks to potentially bring Community back for another season. Yay! <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, that's enough on that. <laughs> Yay! Let's all pray. <laughs> yeah. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. I'd find it, if they, I'd find it funny if they just kickstart the movie. <laughs> you, know, you know, that'd be funny. Um, you know, even if season six is only three episodes, I'm fine with it because it would put it to 100 episodes as well. <laughs> I think that'd be I think that'd be funny, wouldn't you? It'd be funny if they did like uh, Sherlock episodes. Yeah, like hour like... long, <laughs> hour and a half long episodes of Community. So it's like five seasons and four movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which uh, speaking of which, um, uh, during the uh, John DiMaggio panel to, earlier today, well, uh, guys, the episode three or day three wrap up will be out before this is, so you we we'll probably have talked about it then. But um, in October, The Simpsons are having the Simpsons-Rama episode full-on crossover with Futurama. Hmm. And John DiMaggio was like, yeah, it'll be a 10-episode miniseries. And, <laughs> like, trying to buzz it up, probably because he wants to do more Futurama. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, full-on crossover coming. Cool. Yeah. You, that, don't they have the Family Guy one coming up soon too? I'm not sure when that aired or when it airs or if it aired. I think it's soonish or yeah. if it may have happened already. It may have. I don't watch Family Guy. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, hmm. yeah, cool. That was a fun <laughs> panel. <laughs> it's him and Eric Stewart, the voice of Brock and Jesse and Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle. <laughs> he, and he actually did the water gun too. He does that voice, the, the sound effect for the but water the gun. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. He mostly does anime, but they're really good friends. They kept it clean, though. They kept the uh, they kept the panel clean, which was a bit unfortunate. But there's children because he has DiMaggio has a huge Adventure Time following mm. because he does the voice of Jake. Okay. And there were a lot of kids there, but he did pull out a, a Tracy Morgan, <laughs> which was nice. I've heard his Tracy Morgan before on a podcast somewhere. Yeah, it it's was fucking great. Yeah, it really is. I, well, I know he does it on Talking Tunes when he's Maybe on that's there. Where I heard it. And then I think he might have also did it on an episode of The Nerdist he was on. Mm. And then he does this deep, dark, soulful black voice <laughs> a couple times. But uh, yeah, it was fun. That panel will be up sometime soon. So. So I've got an interesting question for you. Going back to the community. Okay. If they were to kickstart the movie. What kind of reward would you? What want? level I would go up? Yeah, and what would you want? <laughs> what would I want? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would want. I have no idea. How about you? I was thinking it'd be funny if, like, up near the like fifty thousand dollar level, yeah, it was just like a kiss on the cheek from Allison Brie. Oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> That would be lovely. How about a, a kiss on each cheek? <laughs> one by Allison Brie. The other one by Jillian Jacobs. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> or the Dean. Yeah. I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be funny if it was something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, 
Of course, the obvious would have been Gillian Jacobs, yeah. which I would, I would be all right with. But it'd be funny if it was like like Jeff or or the dean. <laughs> You get to sing a duet with the the dean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, that that would be that would, would be awesome if you put that much money down yeah. to get that. Um, yeah, it was just like a, like a, when we saw Donald Glover the first time. Yeah. He was doing a stand up. He was talking about Allison Brie, and he was like, "Yeah, people expect me to just pull her out on stage. Like I, I, I'm her keeper. Like I, <laughs> I have her in a like I'm just have her in a cage. She's here. Everybody look at her." <laughs> Uh, I wish he would do more stand-up. I miss him. Mm. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. I think, uh, well, like a DVD copy of the season or a movie, that'd be nice. Um, also, like a, well, like a signed copy. Um, a, a walk-on, like a background role, like be students in Greendale mm. sort of thing. would be nice for kickstart backers. Now they did it in Veronica Mars in the club. I forget how much that went off. Yeah, um, I think that'd be neat. I think that one was at least a thousand, maybe more. Yeah, that's that's pricey, and you had to be in the area. But I think I think people would pay it. I do. Mm. Well, I think Andrew would pay that. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait. I hope. Mm. God, I hope. <laughs> because it's one of the most watched shows on Hulu. So, oh, yeah, it's it's on up there on Hulu. Well, hopefully they do it then. Yeah. I, I think I think they'd be stupid if they didn't, <laughs> because I, I currently don't have Hulu anymore, but I would get it. Yeah, I would probably potentially get it too then. Yeah. So, Hulu, if you're listening, please, please, <laughs> I'd pay I'd I'd pay for Hulu for more community. <laughs> Hashtag six seasons in a movie. Well, well, uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I guess that's it. Yeah, we'll save the Mad Men stuff for later. Yeah, we could do. We could sit down and have a whole talk about Mad Men. I actually rewatched all of season seven A. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. I did it in a day. It was good. I was thinking of rewatching the series. In between. Yeah. That that could be fun. We could do like season uh, retrospectives. Mm, yeah. That could be fun. Mm. It would be something to. To do. That could be nice. Mm. Full content. <laughs> Full content. I, and I was thinking uh, next uh, well, next year we'll start doing a retro, well, not retrospective, but uh, like Mad Men Declassified. And like after each episode, be like, come down to the basement, come down to the basement <laughs> and record like right then and be like, all right, this is our Mad Men recap. I think it would be nice. Something to send its final season out. Oh, Doctor Who's coming back in August. Oh, yeah, it's a short little... The, the, the shot, the yeah, one. The yeah. shadow. Yeah. Here's my outline. <laughs> <laughs> well, the silhouette's very important for the Doctor. <laughs> it is. It's one of the things they go off of. It, it has to instantly be recognizable. So, it's kind of neat. Okay. Anyways, um... Well. Well, we're gonna go watch a viper beat up a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go do that. Um, <laughs> well, uh, guys, be on the lookout for a bunch of coverage from Indie PopCon, which was amazing. We'll do a, a, our day three wrap up uh, probably tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, not tomorrow. 
because you're going to be listening to this after you listen to that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's coming. Or came. That came. Mm. <laughs> um, you're welcome, David. <laughs> that's just the look on your face afterwards where you realize you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do there? <laughs> um, what did you just do there? Um, but, yeah, there's going to be a couple panels coming up. Um the Kevin Eastman panel will be up. The uh, voiceover panel will be up. Um, the Game of Thrones panel will be up. So, yeah, bunch of content, bunch of content coming your way, straight from Kind of Epic Show. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so, I'm David West. You can follow me on Twitter at David West underscore K O E S. You can also follow Kind of Epic Show on Twitter at Kind of Epic Show. You can also find us on www kindofepicshow.com, which is a redirect to SQL Buzz. Mm-hmm. Announcements pending. Announcements pending. <laughs> um, I'm David Gilman, and you can leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if, if you want to get a hold of him, just get a hold of me, and I'll let him know. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, somebody wanted to say fuck you, David. <laughs> Yay. And he would take pride in it. He'd be like, awesome. Well, I guess it would depend on the reason they were saying fuck you. Oh. If they were saying, what do you mean you don't care about the continuity in the X-Men movies? <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Yeah. That'd, that'd be fun. Okay. Yeah. Hit the bar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the space bar and cue the music and export this. This should be up, I'm going to say, sometime this week. Okay. <laughs> they don't care about that at this moment in time. No, they don't. They already listened to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit the bar. Yeah. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.